Welcome to Thousand Hills Ranch Church. We hope this message opens your heart and changes your life. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, you know, and I realized this morning, um, it's a hard day for some people. I know some of you, you know, maybe this is a, you know, a day that you think because you, you didn't have a great relationship with your mom, maybe, or maybe your mom's not here. May, you know, this is the third or the second or third Mother's Day. I, I know um, that my mom doesn't have her mom. And I just think, gosh, that's hard. You know, to be able to not be able to call them and um, just say the things that you want to tell them or, you know, share that exciting news. And so um, I realize this is a tough day for some of you. And so here we go. Um, But I'm glad that you're here. Maybe you're um, here today and you've yearned for kids and that hasn't happened just yet in your life. Or maybe you're at a point where you realize that's that's not going to happen in your life. And let me just say I'm so sorry. I have no words for that. Um, But I do have the word from God that says, you know, that his ways are higher than our ways, that he has a hope for us, he has a future for us, he has plans for us. And so I hope that that encourages you. and, and just to know that his plan for you is good. It's good. Even when it's hard sometimes, um, his plan is always good. Um, and I realize today that we're here in all different seasons. Some of you are um, maybe have, you know, have a newborn baby, and you're in that season of, you know, continuous diaper changes and, and feedings and lack of sleep and all those great things. And then some of you are here with, you know, toddlers, and they're learning how to, you know, do all those, you know, all those things where they just can talk and, and, you know, kind of maybe begin to voice why they're crying or what's hurting or, you know, say all those crazy things that you just, you know, just makes your heart smile. Or maybe you're here and you've got, you know, preteens and you're and teenagers, and you're like, I'm going to kill them, and I can't, this, this stage needs to pass, this season needs to go, um, or maybe you're here today, and your, your baby's graduating from high school, or maybe, yeah, and that's, you're like, oh my gosh, have I done everything to prepare them to enter the world, or maybe they're graduating from college, and, or maybe they're having, your baby's having a baby of its own, I mean, the motherhood just is amazing because it's a process and it never, never ends. And so it's, it's super exciting. So, well, today I kind of, you know, just obviously I think about this weeks in advance and I think about one thing and then I'm like, no. And, you know, I was, I was thinking, you know, there's that story in the Bible where there's like these two harlots, right? And they, they, uh, I mean, in the Bible so like, was that really in the Bible? Like, did I really just read that? You know, they had these, this, these two moms had these babies, and one died, and this the other mom stole the other baby. I mean, it's just twisted, right? And they go up in front of the king, and the king's like, they, they both are claiming that this baby's theirs, and the king's like, well, I'll cut this baby in half, and then I'll see who the real mom is, right? So he says he's going to do this. Well, of course, the real mom steps up and says, no, let her let her have the baby. And I was like, that's crazy. I could talk about that. That'd be, you know, mind-blowing. That's so weird. That's in the Bible. And then there's, you know, obviously, like Bo said, the Proverbs 31. And there's all these just, you know, pillars of the Bible that you can talk about. And so I, as I prayed, um, I really just felt like today is maybe not going to be a, like, touchy-feely. This is, it makes me feel so good about what I'm doing as a mom. But it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. It's going to challenge us to maybe take our motherhood a step further and, and fight the good fight even harder than, than we are. So um, a couple weeks ago, as you guys know, we weren't here. Um, we went to Eugene, Oregon, and I got to run in a race. Um, Bo went with me, and we went to Tracktown, USA, which is in Eugene, Oregon. How many of you guys have ever been to Eugene? 
I know, I know. Oh, okay, we've got a couple. That's good. So Bo and I, we went, we flew into Portland. Um, I had some amazing friends hook me up with some passes to be able to like shop the employee store. So you get like this 40% off discount at Nike. And we got to kind of tour the headquarters a little bit and just had a, had a great time. And then we drove a couple hours um, down to Eugene and just, um, it's a really historic town. I mean, the University of Oregon's there, and it's a big track college, and um, it's just a lot of running history. And so Bo and I just got to, to enjoy that. Um, and we got to, to run in Hayward Field. So I got to finish the race in Hayward Field, which if you guys aren't familiar with that, how many of you guys have ever heard of Steve Prefontaine? Okay, so he, I mean, you might not know much about him, but he was an American middle and long distance runner. He held uh, records in seven different track events. In his short career, he ran 153 races, and he won 120 of those races. And in his four years at the University of Oregon, he never missed one workout, which I thought that's, that's pretty amazing. And then he actually died um, at the age of 24, young, in a car accident. So you might be asking, okay, Heather, that's, you know, wow, I don't like to run, so what's this have to do with Mother's Day? Well, he had a, had a quote, and I, I'm pretty sure we have this quote up at the gym that I, that I go to, too. It says, to give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. To give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. So today, uh, this message is kind of inspired by this quote. And today's message is called, Give It Your Best, How to Be a Great Mom. Give It Your Best, How to Be a Great Mom. And as moms, I feel like we should take, we take our role seriously. And I know, you know, a lot of us do. But listen to this verse in Colossians 3.23. It says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your what? heart. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. And I think that this, this verse applies to moms, you know, that we need to, to do this mom thing with all of our heart. We need to work at it with all of our heart. We need to be the best mom that we can be. And, and I want you to hear this because I think a lot of us, we come here today and we think, well, I do. I work, you know, I work hard and I love my kids. I would die for my kids. And um, we all would, would probably agree at that. Um, you know, we run our kids here, there, and everywhere, right? We, we work hard to provide for them. We feed them. We, you know, do their laundry. We make their lunches before school. We even might put little notes in it at the beginning of the year, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, we, you know, we change their diapers. We bathe them. We work, you know, an extra job so that they can, you know, go to college or whatever it is. We work hard. But my question is, are we working hard at what matters most? Are we working hard to pray for our kids? Are we working hard to to pour scripture into their lives? Are we working hard to guide them, to protect them, to teach them? Are we working hard at what is going to make an eternal difference in their lives? And today I want to talk about how, you know, how we do this, how we how we give it our best. And there's three things that I want to talk about and then we're going to going to finish up for the day. But number 1 to get us started is first thing that we have to do to give it our all as being a mom is we have to modify our minds. I know Bo talked a couple weeks ago if things match and are cute and rhyme, you might remember them. So, number 1, we have to modify our minds. We have to modify or change the way that we think about some things. Bo always tells me if I'm, you know, if I'm kind of dreading something or I'm not maybe looking forward to something, he'll say, "Heather, it's not about what you have to do." It's how you think about what you have to do. 
And this is so true. It's not about necessarily what we have to do, the things that we need to get done. It's how we think about those things. And when we think about certain things, our heart tends to follow in that direction. And so if we can change our mindset and we can approach things in a different light, then our heart and our attitude typically will follow. Um, So if I, again, if I look at my to-do list and I dread everything or I look at it as a burden, then that's exactly what it's going to be. 2 Corinthians says... Or 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, We take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. So we take every thought captive, or we take captive every thought, and we make it obedient to Christ. So when these thoughts come into our minds of, um, you know, all this stuff we're overwhelmed with or whatever, we have to stop and and take that thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And I'm going to kind of explain what what this means. But when these negative attitudes come in or these negative thoughts, we need to make them, take them captive and make them obedient to Christ. And I just want to say that this can only be done through God's word and through prayer. We can try to, like, shift our mind and distract ourselves and think about other things. And that might work for a moment, but it always comes is going to come back. And so until we learn how to conquer that through the power of God's word and through prayer, we're going to have this continual mind, uh, you know, issue, this mind battle. And if it wasn't for God's word, let me tell you, I would be lost. I mean... You know, when your kids come to you and they're struggling with things, there's nothing more powerful that you can do than to equip them with the word of God. I mean, just yesterday I had a conversation with one of my children who's kind of struggling with something, and I, and I was able to quote God's word and, and speak God's word into their lives. And that's what's powerful. That's what's going to help them the most. And you might be saying, okay, well, what does this look like? Well, if I modify my mind, I begin to think, Lord, Thank you for this hectic schedule. Maybe that's something that you need to hear today. Thank you that, you know, that I have, again, and I've said this before, loads of laundry daily because that means I have people in my house that I love and that I care for. And so our mind shift and we begin to remember that our children are a blessing, not a burden. I think sometimes as moms, we view our kids as a burden rather than a blessing sometimes. And it's okay to admit that. It's okay to realize, yeah, sometimes I do. Sometimes they drive me nuts, and it's a burden, not a blessing. And sometimes their attitudes are burdens and not blessings. But your child itself is a blessing, not a burden. Because God doesn't want us to walk around burdened. In his word, Matthew eleven thirty, it tells us, Jesus says, For my yoke is easy, and my burden is what? Light. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So I want you to realize that our children, our tasks, they're not meant to be a burden. God didn't bless you with children so that you would walk around feeling burdened. And if you feel like they are, we need to, again, modify our minds by getting into the word and allowing it to change our thoughts. And I, and I say this because, uh, you know, even this is an example that came to me. Just like last week, um, Bo asked if parents were excited for summer and like two people raised their hands, and he jokingly pointed out, wow, parents, woo, you're not excited that your kids are going to be home all summer, and it was a joke, but sometimes we, and myself included, and I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm talking about this because it's been in my heart, and I've been, it's been a lesson that I've been learning a lot lately, um, is that we view our kids, our biggest blessings as a chore, you know, and as a burden rather than a blessing, and why because being a mom is work. It is hard work, right? I mean, it's, it's hard. And, and sometimes we view it as, you know, a drudgery or an annoyance or you got to eat again. You know, I've got to feed you again, another diaper, you know, another, you know, snarky comment. I mean, we view it, you know, as, as time consuming and, it, and it's hard. And we view our role as a pain rather than a pleasure. 
And let me just say, our culture, I feel like, has a lot to do with this mindset. We, as moms, have a lot to do with this mindset. And, you know, you might be saying, okay, why, why do you say that, Heather? Because we walk around with this, you know, this mindset of, well, we've got to, you know, we talk to each other. I've got to take Johnny to T-ball. Sissy's got to be at dance. Joey's got, you know, baseball, and they're all within five minutes each other. There's only one of me. I don't know how I'm supposed to get this done. I don't know why I let them sign up for all this in the first place. And then we're, you know, just, and we just feel so, we walk around so cranky. Oh, Susie's just so upset because she missed her nap today, and we've just been going all day, and we didn't get anything done, and I'm so tired, and I haven't even thought about supper. Does anyone ever say this, or am I the only one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you, you can have my back today. We're in this together. It takes a village, right? Um, so instead of thinking, instead of maybe thinking those, uh, those things, we can replace those thoughts and think, you know, Lord, I'm so thankful that my kids are healthy to be able to be in all these activities, right? And maybe, and you know, maybe your kids aren't physically healthy to do some things, but you can thank Lord, thank you for using my kid and their physical limitations to bring joy to people. I mean, how many of you guys have seen a child that, that has maybe a certain disability or something and they bring so much joy to you, right? I mean, God can use these kids to light up people's lives. Um, I get to take my kids here and I'm here, there, and everywhere, and I'm thankful because it's a season. How many of you moms that you know, you've got kids that are fixing to leave the house and you're like, I'd give anything to go back and drive them to all these sports and all these activities again? It's a season. And we have to realize that before we know it and before we're ready, our kids won't need us to do those things anymore, right? Whew. <laughs> that gets me. My daughter graduated from sixth grade this week. And I know when I blink, yeah, I know when I blink, is she's gonna, I'm going to be sitting here at Senior Recognition Sunday, right? So we have to realize that it's a season, and those seasons change. Um, and again, this is... I'm being transparent today. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so here's a story, and I'll be. A, I'll keep it real today. But your pastor's wife um, fails miserably as a mom a lot. So know that you're not alone, and know that I'm human and wear flesh just like you do. Um, this week. And I'm sure y'all can relate to this as well, but we were sitting at lunch, and um, I was on my phone. I had a down moment. It was actually the first day my kids were home um, from school, and I'm sitting there on my phone scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or something stupid, right? And Hank, he's talking to me. I didn't hear a word he said. Kind of like men and watching TV, Right? So I'm sitting there, and he's, you know, talking, talking, and Madeline was like, Mom, did you not hear anything he just said? And I was like, gosh, was he talking to me? I thought, you know, sometimes it's like background noise, and we think they're talking to to everyone else, or we just block it out because they talk, 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 talk a lot, right? (laughs) And sometimes it's like, oh, I just need like a mental break. But anyways, um, when I walk off, and I go find Hank, and Hank's bawling. He's crying, and I said, buddy, what's wrong? Nothing, you just weren't listening to me. (laughs) And I thought, dang, get it together, because in a few years, he's not going to want to talk to me, right? When he's a teenager, I'm going to be begging for him to talk to me. 
And here he is, and I'm worrying about what someone had for lunch on Facebook. So sometimes we just need to set it down and focus in. And again, it's, our, it's, our, it's this modification of our minds because we, we think, gosh, I just, I just um, you know, it's just something all the time. Or, you know, we're just too busy. Or they just always need this or that. And we fail sometimes as moms. So again, it's this, we have to modify our minds, okay? All right, we're moving on. Number two, you might be saying, okay, well, how do, you know, how do we do that? I kind of gave you a tidbit. But number two, we have to put me before we. And listen to me when I, when I talk about this, because what I just said, I wasn't, that's not what I mean. But we have to put me before we. We need time. We need that time to be able to sit on our phones and scroll through Facebook for a few minutes. We need the time to just recoup and gather ourselves to be the best moms that we can be. But we need to do it in, a, in, in the right way and choose the right times. But listen to this. If you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of others. It's like, you know, the, the people say, you know, when you fly and they tell you, if, if something were to happen, put the, deal, the oxygen on your face before anyone else's. It's because we have to be able to breathe. We have to be able to flourish to be able to take care of our flock, right? So we have to put me before we. It's like we've talked about before. Our priority should be number one, God. Number two, me. Number three, our spouse. And then number four, our kids. And so we have to get these priorities in check. And listen to Mark chapter 12, verses 30 through 31. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as who? Love your neighbor as who? Yourself. We have to love ourselves. And you might be thinking, okay, how do we do that? Well, the first part of that verse, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. If we do that, the byproduct is that we love ourselves because we're filling ourselves up with God, right? We are his children, and the more that we grow in him, the more that we read his word, the more that we become who he wants us to be, and we're going to become more in love with ourselves and realize that we're filled up with Jesus, and that's, that's how we can pour out to others. When we live a life filled up with Jesus, we live a full life. And out of that fullness, that is how we are able to teach, to shepherd, to love, to train, to grow our children. And so this is what it looks like in my life. And, and let me just say again, this, is, this changes in different seasons of, of our lives. Um, when I was in college, I would, you know, read my Bible in the afternoons. I had some free time. I worked a part-time job. Some days I didn't work. Some days I did. And I would have free time. I mean, I would spend, I would say, hours reading God's Word, and I would memorize these verses. And, and, just, and now I'm so thankful for that time because now when time is a little bit more limited and I don't have as much time, I'm able to make withdrawals from that spiritual bank that I deposited a lot into in college. And so I would, you know, read my Bible in the afternoons on the days that I didn't work or maybe in the park at lunch on the days that I did work. Um, when my kids were small, I'd pray, and you can, you know, you can uh, be with me in this, but in the wee hours of the morning while you're up, 
feeding them. I mean, I remember being up, you know, two o'clock in the morning and you feel like you're the only person alive, right? Like you feel like you're literally the only person alive and awake in the entire universe sometimes. And I remember just praying um, in those moments, read, reading my Bible during nap time, you know, when the, when the kids were napping. Um, then it was, at, you know, maybe at night before, you know, before I went to sleep or during, again, like a, during a lunch break. And now sometimes it's, you know, before anyone wakes up in the mornings, I, you know, can get up and have that time. Or maybe it's after I take, you know, my kids to school and I just sit in the car for an extra 15 minutes. Bo kind of pointed this out to me the other day because this is what I do. I'll, I'll, you know, take the kids to school. I'll come back and I'll just sit in the car for like 15 or 20 minutes. I might take a nap real quick. No, I'm just kidding. But, I, you know, I'll just read the word. I'll... Uh, open up my phone to the YouVersion Bible app, read a verse, do it. You do one of the Bible plans. Today it was, you know, like I said, Bo got the kids up. I got to go run, and I love just those times where, you know, it was just beautiful this morning. It was cloudy, a uh, little wind, but it was at my back. <laughs> and, you know, I just had praise, you know, praise music going because, trust me, this, this day is fearful for me. And so I listen to songs that say, you know, you don't live in fear. You know, you're a child of God. There's no need to be afraid. And just like we sang this morning, you know, that he, you know, what was the, the words? He's at our, with him at our back or anyways, you know what I'm saying? He parts the sea so we can walk right through it. I've listened to that like three times this morning and I'm just like, yeah. So if you ever see me running and I'm like, you know, like hands in the air, going crazy. I'm like, I'm having a great moment with the Lord. Or if I'm like ugly, crying, I might be having a great moment with the Lord too, or I might just be like in pain and you should stop and check on me. But anyways, it's just, that's, that's a time for me just to like clear my mind and just, you know, think about and just pray and, and just really just enjoy that solitude with Christ. Um, but the point is whether, you know, you do it, for 15 minutes or three hours or whatever, whatever it is, it's important to do something. Um, maybe you need to subscribe to a daily email where it's emailed to you because you check your email every day and it's just right there and you can open it up. I know Christine Kane has a lot of great daily devotionals that you can read. Sadie Robertson. I mean, the, the, the possibilities are endless. Um, maybe you just need to listen to some praise music. Maybe you need to, again, open up your Bible and get the version Bible app on your phone, I mean, and just be able to read it or even have it read to you. You. you can have it read to you while you're driving down the road even. Um, but the point is that we need to be in his word, feeding ourselves spiritually so that we have the strength to do all that we're called to do as moms. And it helps set the course for the day. I know a lot of times when I find myself getting like frustrated or short-tempered and I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't have any, I didn't feed myself this morning. I didn't have God's word in my life to be able to handle those situations. Um, and we also need to fill ourselves up by making time to do things that we enjoy. Philippians 2, 4 says, Each of you should look not only to your, what? Own interest, but also to the interest of others. So again, we look after the interest of our kids. We take care of our kids and, and look out, you know, go to their games, support what they're interested in. But we also need to take care of ourselves and do some things that we are interested in. It says we must look not only to our own interests. So it's saying we should look after our own interest right? And we should do some things that enjoy, that we enjoy, that we should take care of ourselves. Um, and it's like I said, you know, I, I love to run, but I love it because I have that spiritual time with the Lord. And I also love it because I just feel better. I feel, it clears my mind. I physically feel better. I feel like I have a healthier body to do what I need to do to take care of kids and, and all those things. And my husband would say that I have more balanced hormones when I run, right? Yes. I'll admit it. 
But the most important thing that we can do for ourselves is to spend time in God's word. So we have to modify our minds. We have to put me before we. And then number three, and this is, we can do the other two, but if we don't do this, it's pointless. We have to empty our cup. So number three is we have to empty our cup. And just know that the time that we spend with the Lord, it needs to overflow into our kids' lives. So listen, this is where you might have to like pick up your toes a little bit or whatever. But we don't hesitate to take our kids to hundreds of dance recitals, gymnastics, games, rodeos, whatever it may be. But if we aren't feeding our kids spiritually, we're failing. If you're not feeding your kids spiritually, you're failing. I'm failing. We are failing if we're not feeding our kids spiritually. It doesn't matter, again, if they get all state in baseball. If your kid doesn't know the Lord, there's no hope for your child. So, again, reading God's word to our kids, praying for our kids, teaching them how to have a quiet time, making them come to church. This is funny. Do you give your kids a choice on if they're going to go to school? If you do, you might be popular, but I, your kids might struggle a little bit. So do you, give, do you give them a choice on whether they're going to do their homework? No. We make them do what, what they're supposed to do in school. We make them go to school. Why would we not feed them spiritually and make them grow spiritually and help guide them, right? So, again, and this, is, and this is where I've had to learn and thankful for my husband who's kind of, you know, prompted me in this area. But you know what? It's better to give my kids a bowl of cereal for supper and sit down and teach them about Jesus and make time for that than to fix them a huge meal. If I don't have time to do both, I, the, the, the most important of the two is to feed them spiritually, right? Okay. And I'm, I'm, I know that that's, that's hard. But it is... It's very important in your kids' spiritual lives. Their eternity uh, depends on that. Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Again, we're supposed to fill ourselves up. And then it says, these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. And then what's it say? Impress them on your children. Talk about them. When you sit at home and when you what? Walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up. I feel like we could also say when you're riding in the car to school, when you're taking them to the baseball game, on your way home from the game. We have all these opportunities to pour into our kids' lives. I mean, just the other day, I was talking to to my daughter. We have a lot of change going on right now. We're in a season of change in our house, like Bo talked about in our lives. Like Bo talked about last week, you know, we sold our house and then... uh, I have have some, we just have lots of change. Our kids are going to be going to a new school. So that's scary. It's exciting. It's, you know, all those things. But my daughter, she said, and I won't say the girl's name, not that any of you would know her, but she said, what if there's, a, well, we'll call her, um, what can we call her? Lily. We'll just say her name's Lily. That's not her name. But Madeline said, what if there's another Lily at this new school? Which Lily's a girl that Madeline had some trouble with and, you know, girls and there's lots of drama. Does anyone ever have that? Girls and drama? <laughs> yeah, I don't like drama. But anyways, just had, you know, uh, 
and I'm sure Madeline wasn't completely innocent. I'm not uh, oblivious to think that she probably didn't say some, some mean things to Lily at some point in her life. But they just had lots of issues. And, and Lily wasn't real nice to Madeline. Madeline had tears shed and all these things. But I told Madeline, don't by f- I mean, you can count on there being a Lily at this new school. You're going to have a Lily the rest of your life. We're adults we have lilies in our lives. <laughs> they're on Facebook, and they're really brave on Facebook, and they say lots of wonderful things on Facebook. So I told her, I said, you know, you're always going to have a lily in your life, and you need to learn how to deal with it because that's life. And how do you deal with that? You pray for lily. <laughs> you be kind to lily. You don't know what kind of life style she has you don't know what kind of parents she has at home you don't know what kind of family life she has and just know that oftentimes when you know kids are mean and and all those things it's a byproduct of a you know a cruddy situation and it goes deeper than than you and so just being able to you know walk through those things with your kids to to teach them to you know and again if I don't have any spiritual truth to tell Madeline in that moment that I'm failing her and not that I, you know, always have the answers, but I can say, you know what? I don't really know how we should respond to this situation, but let's pray about it. Or let's read the Bible and see what God says and, and, and how he teaches us. Um, and you might be saying, again, I don't know what to tell them. Well, tell them what you've learned. And if you're not learning anything, again, it's not too late. Go home today, you know, subscribe to a devotional online, buy one of the devotionals that we sell here, get a Bible off the info bar, take it and read it and just tell it. Maybe it's just one verse. You just read that one verse and you talk about it with your kids and say, you know, what's it, you know, when God tells us that he demonstrates our love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What does that mean? You know, what does that, you know, what does that look like? That's what we do with our kids. We just pull up the the Bible app, the verse of the day, and we talk about it. I say, what would you get out of that? Well, how can we apply that at school today? Who do you need to be nice to? Who's someone at school that needs a friend? And we just teach them, teach them these things. We talk about these things um, and, and just let them tell you and ask, and ask questions. But if we're filling ourselves up with the word, we will have something to teach our kids. And moms, we have to get this. Our most prized possessions need to be equipped for the battles they're going to fight, for the temptations they're going to face. Trust me, school is not what it used to be. It's different. And our kids need to know what, you know, learn and how to handle these situations. Um, and teaching our kids about Jesus will make an eternal impact on their lives. This will, again, like it, you know, impress them on your children. And then, then hopefully one of these days your children are going to impress them upon their children. And it's going to trickle down to your grandkids and everything. But maybe you're here today and you're, you know, a grandma. And your job is to pour into the lives of your grandchildren and teach your grandchildren. Maybe you're here and you're, a, you're you know, your mom maybe doesn't love Jesus. And you need to, to you know, engage with her and just tell her about the hope giving love of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're an aunt and you need to mentor your niece or nephew. Maybe you don't have kids of your own, but please step in, help me with mine. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but I would, I love, I love, love, love. And I think all moms and dads would agree that we, 
want godly mentors in our kids' lives. We want someone speaking truth to them besides just us. Because like I said, there comes that day where they don't want to tell you things. And they don't want to admit certain things to you because they're scared or they're afraid you're going to think they failed you or, or whatever it may be. And I just pray that some of my friends will speak truth into my kids' lives. And let me just say, it is worth the hard work. I'm telling you, you might be here today and you're thinking, man, This morning, it was a battle at my house. It was a battle getting them up. It was a battle getting them to eat. It was a battle to get them dressed. It was a battle to get them here. And you feel like you're just here by the, you know, by a thread. And you're holding on to just a thread of hope. You're not alone. Some of you are here today, and you conquered today. Like Sunday was like, you know, like the song said, Satan's beneath your feet or whatever. And you're walking on him. And you're here, and everything was, was amazing but just know that it's going to pay off. I know sometimes, some days we feel like we've got it together, and then the next moment we can feel like we're the worst ever. But just know this. They're listening, and they're going to fail. Our kids are going to fail. They're going to make some mistakes for sure. Our kids are going to make mistakes. Our kids make mistakes. And we have to know that when, if we just trust in God and we have to just continue to pray that the Lord will fill the gaps because they're ultimately his kids anyways, right? Not ours. But just know that it does pay off. I have a, a note here that my daughter, she left, I think, on Bo's nightstand one night. She had already gone to bed. We didn't see it till we were going to bed. He got it. And let me just tell you, this is, this is what our daughter wrote. She said, Mom, God has, you, know, you have trials where you had to work your butt off, is what she said. You always stick to it and make it out more confident. The devil tries to make you feel like you have no power in you when you're working on church or other activities, and he makes you nervous. But God always makes you stronger after the hard work is over. I love you, Mama. Yeah. And then she said, Dad, you're an awesome dad and a preacher. God has put you or you have trials that I know you can get through. The devil throws things at you that he thinks will stop you, but you always come out stronger afterwards. I love you, Daddy, from the bottom of my heart. And isn't isn't it amazing that when you need something and you know your twelve year old daughter can provide that? Because you've hopefully spoken some truth into her life and she has a relationship with Christ that you try to nurture and you try to help grow, but it's hers. Like that, that's her relationship with the Lord. And, and then just the other day, we have a seven-year-old Hampton. You guys probably know Hampton, right? Everyone knows Hampton. So Hampton, he's the chicken shepherd at our house. So we have chickens, and, it, and our kids have chores, and they learn how to work, thanks to my husband. He's really good at that, and I'm learning. They empty the dishwasher, too, and fill it back up and set the table and do all these things. So it's wonderful. Our kids are learning, and so when they're, you know, in college and, and we're not there to hold their hands, they're going to know how to do laundry and fold laundry and all that good stuff. But anyways, Hank t- or Hampton takes care of the chickens, and he asked me the other day, he said, Mom, and this is again, I think we were in the car, so take advantage of the, of the car. You're in it a lot. And he said, how do you know, you know, you talk about like when God wants you to do something like, you know, you said God wants us to go to this new school or how do you, you know, how do you know when God wants you to do something? And I said, well, buddy, you, you pray and you just say, God, you know, and you know, is this, is this what you want us to do? You read his word and usually in the word, it'll like give you a piece about things and you'll read something and it's like, you just feel that Holy Spirit talking to you and telling you this is what you're supposed to do or 
this is not what you're supposed to do or whatever. And he said, I think I know what you mean. And he said, the other day I went out to check the chicken's water and he hates, he hates doing the water because it's, you know, it's heavy and he has to empty it out and fill it up and all that good stuff. And he has to do it a lot. And he said, um, I think I know what you mean. I went out the other day and, and I was checking the chicken's water and they only had about like this much water. And I thought, eh, that's enough water. And then I thought, no, I better fill that up. And he said, I felt like God told me I probably need to fill up that chicken water. And I said, I said, buddy, that's right. That's exactly right. You, that's, that's, that's what, that's what it is. When God speaks to you, you just have this little nudging telling you this is probably what you, what you should do. So just know moms, your kids are listening. They are looking at you to give them your best. So I challenge you to give your best because remember to give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift, the gift of being a mom, the gift of our children. So pour into them spiritually. Work harder at what truly matters. Sacrifice the other stuff some. If it's too much, make them pick one sport. It's okay. It's all right. Make them have a peanut butter and jelly for supper so that you can sit there and talk to them about their day at school and not be stressed out. It's okay. Modify your minds and know that caring for and teaching our children is a blessing. Put the me before the we and grow spiritually. Take care of yourself so that you can be your best. Empty that cup and teach your kids. If you would, bow your heads. And maybe you're here today and and you feel like you've emptied that cup, but your kids, like I said, maybe they're twisting off, they're making decisions that you just think, Man, they're going down a wrong, wrong path. Pray. All I can do is encourage you to pray. Stay in the word. Pray specific scripture over your children. And just know that God's got this. He has a plan. He has a plan for your kids. Maybe this hard time that they're going through right now is a part of their testimony. And later on, they're going to look back and be able to use this to change someone else's life and to prevent someone else from making those same decisions. You're here, maybe you're here today, and like I said, you have a mom that, that maybe wasn't the best. Maybe she didn't work hard for you. Maybe she, um, you didn't have a great relationship. She never maybe taught you about the Lord, or um, maybe she never taught you anything. Maybe she never spoke kind words to you. Let me just say, I, I'm so sorry. And I, I encourage you to just, you've got to be able to forgive her. Maybe you need to just pray and, and say, Lord, help me to forgive my mom. Lord, I thank you. We're thankful that they um, obviously birthed you and got you here. But besides that, maybe that's, you know, she didn't do anything. And that relationship is hurting. I encourage you to just let go of that bitterness and, and just pray and turn that over to the Lord. Maybe, um, again, you're here today and you feel like you've wor- you work your butt off for your kids. You work hard and you, um, you strive to give them everything that they, that they have and, and every opportunity that they can have. But you've neglected the spiritual aspect of it. Like I said, it's never too late. It's never too late to go to your daughter or your son and say, you know what? You know, I work hard for you, and I, and I love that you are involved in everything, and, and, but we're going to make some changes. 
And our new priority is going to be your relationship with Christ. And so this summer, when you have a little more free time on your hands, you know, before you get up and go to baseball practice, or before you go to two-a-days for football or whatever, let's read the word together. Let's start by just reading a verse, and let's just talk about it. Or here's a, here's a plan that I found on version about football. Why don't you read this and see what you think about it and tell me what you learned. And you begin to pour into them spiritually. You empty your cup. Maybe you're here today and you say, Heather, I don't know how to fill my cup. I don't know how to love myself. I don't have Jesus in my heart. There's never been a time in my life where I've prayed and asked him to forgive me of my sins. Well, like I said, you're here today for a reason, and it's never too late. Today, you're here, and you can make that decision today. And so if you're here and you've never you know, asked Jesus to come into your heart, you've never given him the reins over your life, I would encourage you to do that right now. And all it takes is a simple prayer. And I'll, I'll pray that with you. If, you um, if you're here and you just say, you know, Lord, I don't know you personally, but I want to. If you would just pray this with me. Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I fail. I know that I need you. I know that I need to be able to teach my kids about you. Forgive me where I've failed in that area. Forgive me where I've failed in my life. And would you just come into my life and come into my heart right now and just walk this road of motherhood with me? Lord, I need your help. So if you're here today, maybe maybe you've prayed that just now. Would you raise your hand? Maybe you're here and you've never prayed that prayer. Would you raise your hand? Thank you. Maybe you're here today and you think, um, you know, Heather, I've... I work hard for my kids. I love my kids. I mean, there's no doubt in, in any, you know, anyone's mind that you don't love your kids. But maybe you're here and you think, you know, I have neglected the spiritual aspect of raising my kids. Would you raise your hand and just think, you know, Heather, I need to work harder at being, you know, at pouring out to my kids spiritually. Thank you. We're in this together. Like I said, um, we, we, we have a lot on our plates, but this needs to be at the top of our priority list. And so we just, we need to um, reprioritize what we do and just, and just um, walk this path of motherhood together. And so just know that I'm here for you. If there's ever anything I can do to, to speak life into you, I'm here for, for that. So let's just pray real quick. Lord, I just thank you so much for the gift of motherhood. God, I thank you for just blessing us with children. I thank you that um, we have the opportunity to just to guide them, to lead them. And I pray that you would help us to work hard at that and to do it with the best of our ability, Lord, and to, to modify our minds, Lord, that we would look at raising our kids as a joy and not a, not a burden, and that we would um, put the me before the we, God, and that we would spend time with you daily, Lord, and, and um, that we would just replenish everything that we've poured out through your word and and through prayer and and through just things that we enjoy. And then, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to empty our cups and just be able to teach our kids how to handle everyday situations that they face in life and at school and and with their own kids and at their jobs and whatever it may be. I pray that you would help us just to be a guide um, for them, God, and just to encourage them spiritually. Lord, I thank you so much for everyone that's here today. I thank you um, for every person that, that's represented, I pray that you just bless them and just help them to to know that you're here and that um, you're just a prayer away and you're just that you provide everything that we need, Lord. And we thank you so much. It's your name, I pray. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to this message. If you've made a commitment today, you can get in touch with us at thousandhillsranch.church or call us at 580-216-6427. We ride to be generous and we celebrate the cheerful giver. If you feel led to give, please go to thousandhillsranch.church and click on the Give tab to give your tithes and offering today. Have a blessed week.